And we have returned for another fine episode, another special uh, holiday Halloween edition of uh, Loathsome Things, a horror movie podcast. My name is John. With me as always, my wonderful co-host Josh. Josh, how fareth thee? Boo-hoo-hoo! I guess that's like the Santa of Halloween, yeah. I don't know. I'm good. I'm good. This this one's good. This one, we're actually in October now. You know, that's, it's good to be in October. It's, it's good to be, uh, in autumn with summer behind us and it is no longer hot outside. Yes, it's so lovely. The leaves falling off the trees, uh, the crisp, cool air. The hay rides, all the fun things going on outside. <laughs> the, the the blossoms falling from the cherry trees. <laughs> the dog shit desiccating and turning white like chalk. <laughs> the the rain instantly evaporating off of the pavement and just filling the air with with ass. My soul dissolving. <laughs> That's great. That's sounds, uh, yeah. yeah. Sounds like a hymn. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what, what what the hell are we doing here? We are back for uh, what? What is it? It's a uh, part two of three of ah. who wore it best, Carrie. <laughs> That's right. Correct. This uh, this little gem in the trilogy. In the triad, the yeah. what is Carrie? Whew, it's tri- a it's a problem. It's it's not real good. I uh, I actually hadn't looked up the director until right before we started recording. Yeah, and uh, he's like a nerd legend. He's a total nerd legend. Uh, David Carson. He directed Star Trek episodes. He oh. directed uh, half of the Tenth Kingdom, and then a bunch of. CW stuff like Birds of Prey, Smallville, and the Dresden Files. But most famously, his hit, uh, uh, was it before this, I want to say? I don't know. One, one second. Let me look it up. Uh, yeah, it was before this. His, uh, his big feature film directorial debut was Star Trek Generations. The first one after Gene Roddenberry died, where they were finally allowed to do the things that Gene Roddenberry wouldn't let them do. Like, have crossovers with Jean-Luc Picard and, and uh, uh, Captain Kirk. Or things like, kill Captain Kirk. He was the director of the movie where Captain Kirk died. Ah, yeah, that's a that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, of course, you know, nerds are are very familiar with Brian Fuller who is, you know, kind of was helmed to this project. And uh he was the writer and producer and he's he's also known for a bunch of nerdy properties. Um Yeah. He uh th- this was a weird project though. This was done for NBC wanted to do this, and it was made in in Vancouver, like damn near everything nowadays. And yeah. uh, the intention was that this was going to be a two hour and fifteen minute or whatever the fuck pro- pro- pilot for a TV series. Hey, that's fine, whatever. And yeah. and I don't know why. After watching this, they decided not to do it. I mean, honestly, the show was a success. It it had a lot of viewers. Um, I don't remember it being on, but I wasn't really watching network TV in 2002, so... That was a long... 20 years ago. I don't remember what the fuck I was doing 20 years ago. 
Yeah, I, I think, uh, let's see, 9-11 had kind of recently happened. Jesus, yeah, it was right after that. Christ, I had just, yeah. yeah, that was a weird time for me. So anyways, yeah, but I wasn't watching a lot of, I would have never watched this anyway. It's just that I wasn't familiar with it. Um, I'll watch it now that we're making the big bucks, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once once we're up there, like, we're basically <laughs> Brian Fuller's ourselves. I'm Fuller myself. <laughs> oh, I, I can't contain myself. <laughs> From what I read, uh, this, this was, pr- like, sent to the studio, like, saying, yeah, we would like it, sure, to be a pilot for a TV series, but it kind of sounds like the network had never actually planned to make a TV series out of it. They were just kind of like tricking the production into doing that so they could get a movie and not have to worry about it. But yeah, like this this movie totally is like it ends in a and now to watch the continuing adventures of Carrie and that one friend of hers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the more I read about the movie, the less I liked it, which is usually not the case. Like, I tend, I, I tend to empathize with the struggles that people have when they make movies. And so the more I learn about them, unless, you know, the person in charge of it is a total asshole or something, um, you know, I generally take their side. So it's like, okay, well, now I want to root for this dumb idea. Yeah. Um, but the more I read about this, the more I was just like, you know, Brian Fuller's idea is like, well, I, I really think the portrayal of Carrie as pathetic in Brian De Palma's film was, I just really wanted to fix that. It's like, oh, good. I'm so glad you fixed that. <laughs> we want we want a really edgy Carrie, and maybe she can cross her eyes. I don't know. I, I, oh, my God. I think, I think he even used the word edgy. Yeah, Which I'm like, did. okay, you're such a tool, dude. It was 2002. He didn't know that Edgelord was a thing that guys like him got called yet. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Neckbeard. <laughs> God. I can't so, wait until they create Reddit and I can be on there. <laughs> Captain Fuller. <laughs> Fucking up franchises is me game. <laughs> Oh God, yeah. So that's where we're at with this movie. It's uh, it's all right. I mean, it's you know, it's made for TV. It feels like it's made for TV. The production values oh, are super. Feels like it's made for it. Just oh, yeah. it stinks of TV. It looks assy. Uh, they try to make up for having any visual depth or quality by doing dumb shit like turning the camera thirty degrees to one angle for shots for no reason or. <sighs> Just a lot yeah. of just a lot of stuff like that that really there's no reason for it. It's just to try to be cute, I guess. It's free. Why you know, hey, it's free, I fucking do this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just I don't know. I mean it's you know, they, they the lighting is is normal looking, it's natural looking, there's it's not particularly stylized. Uh you know, it's just not I mean the performances are just okay. You know, there's some familiar faces in there, a mill Raven or Raven or whatever the hell her name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, yeah, lots the, of people. You're like, hey, I think I've seen. Is that is that her name's Catherine Isabel? Oh yeah, yeah, Ginger Snaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, people like that. And I mean, it, to her credit, Angela Bettis, she amazing. She, she went for it. Yeah, she yeah. did. I mean, the 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 
you already tapped into something that I could have done without. But but beyond that, I think her performance was really good. Yeah, yeah, they really, really got her hair to be as drippy as possible. <laughs> I love there's a scene where she takes a shower and like 10 hours later, her hair is still wet. It's like, we get it. She yeah. just took a shower. We get it. <laughs> what did she use? G- glycerin? <laughs> Uh, there's also Patricia Clarkson as her mom, Margaret White. She is probably most famous for portraying Tammy One on Parks and Recreation. That's true. I, yeah. I, I do. I really do have a soft spot for P- Patricia Clarkson. Uh, having said that, she was useless in this movie. She 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 just didn't. Need, it could have been anybody. She she wasn't believable. She just was a, an actress who was hired to say some lines. And yeah, and that's really a lot of a lot of this movie. Like anything, like the original had so much charm. All of the characters felt fully fleshed out, and this one was like, what if we did the opposite of that, where everyone is flat and just kind of there? Like, they, yeah, they're actors. Like they, they're good-looking people. They have you know a certain amount of charisma. Like you know, Patricia Clarkson. She's an attractive woman. She's a you know, well-spoken. When you see her on screen, she's competent, but that's not what you're coming to a movie for, hopefully. You, you kind of like to get a little bit more depth out of it than that, particularly a story like this. Um, it's supposed to be a horror film, but it really doesn't play as one at all. No. Uh, you know, it's got some it's got some serious issues. Uh, the biggest issue is that it's just too fucking long. Like, I, it must have been a multi-day thing or something yeah. on television, because... You know, with all the 20 minute, like every five minute break of another commercial or whatever, it would have been, you know, it, that this thing would have been three like, hours. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So it must have been two or three nights of pure hell for the people watching it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this did come, this came out the same year as Rose Red, which was yeah. that uh, other Stephen King miniseries. I think it was like the, the one that's not based on a book. And, mm-hmm. um, it was this was five years after uh, the Shining miniseries, which was a huge success at the time because people in the '90s had terrible taste and Stephen King, you know. So, yeah, that that's one of the worst TV series I've ever seen. It's so bad, it's terrible. You know, like I understand King was was just happy because that's just a grudge thing for him. He's just happy because it was more like the book, which it is much more like the book. This is more like the book. That doesn't mean it's better. You know, I mean, he's not a moron. He knows that he, if he doesn't like the shining, that's fine. And I get it. You know, he just doesn't like it. Um, to him, it, it strips one of the most important elements away from his book. The book is obviously about, you know, is about addiction really. And, you know, he certainly knows about addiction. That's why he wrote the fucking book. And yeah. so when they basically just take that whole element out of the book and just make it about crazy Jack Nicholson, um, you know, and weird atmospheric Kubrick type shots, that's about as far from what, you know, he envisioned that story being. Maybe if he went into it as someone who hadn't written the book, he might be like, that movie kicks ass. Like everyone else on the fucking planet. <laughs> Yeah. Instead, he was like, no, what if it was a multi-night event and I was in charge and everything was just kind of boring? What if we hired that knob from Wings? (laughs) Am I the penguin? (laughs) 
Why are all my voices Gilbert Gottfried? <laughs> Stephen Gottfried King. Why are there so many brightly colored lights? I'm very unpleasant to be around. <laughs> Fuck that guy from Wings. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> It's good. It's good. So yeah, so uh, as we mentioned, this movie stars Angela Bettis as Carrie White. Angela Bettis is like kind of one of my favorite scream queens. She starred in May. Mm. Um, And then uh, with Lucky McKee as the director, she then uh, reversed the roles. They reversed those for Roman where she directed and he was the star and it's kind of a similar movie. And uh, and then she was also in uh, The Woman. Uh, across from Laura Ashley Carter and Sean Bridgers and, um, oh, fuck. It's gonna be me. Pollyanna McIntosh. Ah, Scooby-Dooby-Dingle-Dong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, Sorry. exactly, yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah, so so she's fantastic, and she does a great job in this, but yeah, like we said, there's there are a few directorial or acting choices, I don't know which, where it's like, oh, don't do that. It was like vaudeville or slapstick or, uh, it, yeah, it felt like we were watching, um, like a, an SNL skit based on Carrie or something whenever that was going on. Yeah. I was like, don't, yeah. don't, 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 Jim okay. Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> There's a remake. <laughs> That's such a good idea. I would watch Jim Carrey where it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I was Carrie. I was Carrie White. Oh I'm my 50 God. now. Oh, that would be so good. Oh, if they just, if the whole thing was straight, but he played <laughs> Carrie. That was the only difference. He could, he could like just make fire and, and asteroid shoot out of his butt whenever he does the ass cheek talking. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, it's so good. I would watch that. Oh, I I would totally watch that. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I forgot. Um uh we've got Andrew Robin here. He's the uh bike kid that says creepy carry, creepy carry, otherwise known as Young Duddits. Duddits! Hi, <laughs> Duddits! I was like, hey, it's Duddits! Why am I happy to see this guy? That movie was terrible. <laughs> oh man, I hope Carrie kills Duddits. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> yeah, that was it was good to see him. Oh yeah, also David Keith is in this, who was like that dude was known for officer and a gentleman. That's how long that dude's been around. He must be like eight. And years Ernest old. goes to school. Oh my god, that's right. He's got a weird vo- uh, face, but he's but he's good on screen. I mean he had, you know, he again, he's a he's a decent actor who just didn't really don't even get me started. I hated that whole fucking subplot anyway, so. And apparently that was, like, part of the thing that they took directly from the book. Like, all of the police interviews, the really shitty police interviews where, like, no one talks like that. Ugh, I hated that. I hated that a lot. It was real bad. It was real bad. It made the movie too long. It didn't add anything. It's not like the movie needed some sort of narrative framework. It's it's just It's just a device. But then again, it's the guy's yeah. first fucking book. I mean, you know, it's not that's not that bad. And people, you know, I mean, the guy's a, the guy's as we've talked about, he's a one man institution. So you know, sometimes yeah. people want to do things closer to the book, which is admirable. But it's just it didn't need to happen in this case. And also, I mean, he wrote the book in the seventies before, like all of the 
police procedural shows that just are are like the waterbed of television today yeah. were out. And so probably at the time it was like, oh yeah, this is really cool. What if a police officer was like grilling people and it was talking about donuts? Oh God. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The waterbed of television. <laughs> that's fantastic. You're full of ideas today. Good ones. Oh man, keep them coming. Let's kill baby donuts. <laughs> Jim Carrey? <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> Alright, well, yeah. Shall I uh give a quick rundown of this tale that we already Yeah, know, yeah, let's basically. let's let's take it take it through the numbers. <laughs> let's run it through. That's probably the best idea. Um okay. We open on a possible knife birth, <laughs> which I'm already like <laughs> What? I didn't read the book, so that w- I know. I'm like, okay, we see a knife, blood on the floor, pan over, mom in bed, baby, great. Cut to meteors, um, and and then Sue, the the African American version of Sue Snell, with the exact same hair, um, is being interviewed by a cop uh, about Carrie, about the no. the shenanigans we're about to hear about. We flash back with uh, an overlay of that stupid, like, ape-to-man evolution thing. Oh, that made me so <laughs> mad when I saw it. <laughs> we see that. It's like our transition image. So Carrie's in class. People are teasing her. We know the drill if we're familiar with the last film uh, or the first film or whatever. Uh, <laughs> she's in love with Tommy Roth because his name is on her notebook. And... Uh, he immediately sticks up for her when some dickhead stands up and starts doing this O face taunt. It's bad. Uh, it's bad. The, <laughs> she she gets uh, yeah. It's okay. And then we switch. She's in the shower. Here comes the TV version of the shower scene, which was very similar, minus the actual nudity. Uh, the terrible music was there. The 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 goofy pan shot was there. Uh, Carrie's in the shower. Got her leg up, she's washing her cooch, and then suddenly there's blood on her hand, blood on the floor, and uh, all the girls yell at her, period, period, period. <laughs> like the last movie, except different wording. We'll get to that. But it, was, it wasn't it was terrible. I, one of the things that I appreciated about the difference was that she didn't like freak out and start rubbing her blood all over everyone. She was just kind of quietly freaking out to herself in a shower stall. They noticed the blood and then they all like attacked her. And that felt a little bit more, you know, edgy, that's, I suppose, is how you would describe it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, very similar to the, to the other that's film. That's all. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the... Coach comes in, the stand-in for Betty Buckley, and she is trying to get Carrie to, you know, get her to calm down, snap out of it. She slaps her, uh, just like the first film. It seemed, for some reason, it was more shocking in this one. And uh, and then mm-hmm. a light goes, like, uh, you know, Carrie is obviously brain-farted a light, light bulb. Uh, in the principal's office, the principal is squeamish once again. And uh, we get the whole rigmarole about sending Cassie home. And he keeps saying her name <laughs> wrong. She gets angry. Eventually, she ends up moving his desk, just shifting the whole thing and storms out. She's got telekinetic powers, folks. Um, she goes to her Me? locker. 
which is, I thought she was leaving, but I guess she went to her locker first for more fun, opens her locker, of course everyone's watching, opens her locker, and somehow they managed to stuff her locker with about 5,000 tampons and close the door without any of them falling out. So she opens the door and it's like two hours of just tampons and avalanche. It's, it's like tampalanche. Just. Yeah. It's like they hooked up a hose of tampons to the back of her locker. And she just stands there getting pelted with a stream of tampons. <laughs> Honestly, a very good joke if one could pull it off. <laughs> and, and, oh my God. and it says it says plug it up written on the door of her locker. Great. Uh great. She's on her way home. A little boy uh comes around when he sees her, backs around on his bike and starts taunting her. It's Duddits. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and she gives him a brain toss into a tree pretty violently, I have to admit. Yeah. And uh he's... Yeah, I th- I think that's the very moment at which he got magical powers. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Something rubbed off the tree onto him. <laughs> so uh she's on her way home at this point. So then she has we she has a flashback within a flashback um to her her neighbor when she was a little girl she's coming home she sees her neighbor laying out sunning and she had they have a swingy board in their fence apparently that you can just (laughs) rotate back and forth so she gets into the yard and says what are those (laughs) and the girl's like these are breasts and they have a little breast talk and you know my mom said if you have those you're bad and all this nonsense and they, my mom calls them dirty pillows. I loved it. They got, they got little bitty Jodell Ferland, tiny, tiny Jodell Ferland to say dirty pillows. I was like, oh, look at you go. It was cool to see her, especially that tiny. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, and I love the fact that they put the dirty pillows in there with little girl her so that later it's actually a callback and it's just like that's the mom's like scientific term for them throughout her entire life <laughs> nice little trick there her mom yeah. comes out she sees you know Carrie over there she calls her over refers to the neighbor as a whore girl <laughs> <laughs> Ushers carry inside, and it's home for torture, defenestration, and meteors. <laughs> very good word usage. Hell yeah. Thank you very much. We got this... defenestration in here. That is amazing. <laughs> you see this desk just whoosh right out Ooh. the window. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's oh, man. raining fucking meteors. The meteors from the open credits, uh, it's it's great because they they look like they're from a much older video game. <laughs> like, this is a 2002 movie, and it's like, think of meteors raining down in like a 1995 <laughs> PC game where you're playing with a joystick. And you're noticing as they rain down that every meteor looks exactly the same. <laughs> 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 Including the one that comes straight for your face. Yes, we have we have one meteor. We just scale it up for closer and scale it down for farther away. <laughs> Which poses the question. So, I, I again, I didn't read the book. Do, are there meteor showers in the movie that people just seem to accept as being perfectly normal in this area? 
Um, you know, <laughs> maybe it's like that part of the country, you know, we have people that we know that live in hurricane country. Yeah. There are people that live in tornado country, earthquake country, perhaps Carrie's just existing in meteor storm country. <laughs> meteor storm country. Oh my God. So then we, we, oh. we, we do a one step flashback into the previous flashback. And uh, <laughs> Carrie is arguing with her mom, much as she was back then. Uh, her mom slaps the crap out of her and sends her to her prayer closet. Uh, yeah. Because, of course, Carrie's a bad person because she's now, you're a woman now. Which she wouldn't say. It doesn't, it's not, wouldn't be about being a woman. It's about being a dirty whore, apparently. So, I don't know why she said she's a woman now. Maybe she was taunting her. So, yeah. It doesn't make sense because also, like, Carrie's mom called her for her to come home before the period happened. Yeah, why? What was that about? I, I, didn't, I didn't put that in there because I didn't know why, so I figured, fuck it, I'm not going to put it in there. She calls her to yeah, come home it, during, what was it? Oh, it was evolution class, that's why. Yeah, ev- oh, oh, okay. God. Yeah. Wow. But so, it wasn't even evolution. They were talking about, they were talking about uh, uh, the the thing that you know, trees do. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> Grow? Evolution? <laughs> Photosynthesis? <laughs> Photosynthesis! I wasn't homeschooled. <laughs> grow? <laughs> you know, how they grow. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know how they just do what God told them to? Yeah, I guess that's what it was. So she's like the yeah. more of a traditional kind of evangelical Christian type, I guess. Yeah, Although, again, not a, a member of any church. Or We've replaced San Sebastian with uh, with Jesus in the house. So A huge Jesus! No oh cross! Oh my god, it's awesome! <laughs> it's like, damn, that thing must have cost a lot at, like, Catholic Pier 1. <laughs> Pier 33. <laughs> oh, shit. Pier 316. God so loved your living room so much. <laughs> that he gave his only begotten rug. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, good. Okay, I'm sorry. I feel much better now. All right. And so she's in, her, she's in her prayer closet reading teen mags until her mom gets home and then immediately tucks the teen mags into a little cubby and, you know, back to pretending like she's praying. Great. Um, Back in the school again, the coach has given the bullies a week's detention. She wanted them to have a much harsher uh, punishment, including a suspension of their prom tickets, but the male administration in the school would not go for it because they don't understand what it's like to be a dirty whore. So... (laughs) (laughs) so they get they get a week's detention and if they skip that means three days suspension and no prom tickets and christine who represents uh what's her nuts in the other movie is the kind of the main antagonist so she's the one that plays that role well i'm not gonna get so Billy Nolan. Yeah. Billy Nolan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Carrie is in the school library doing a web search to try to figure out what the hell she uh <laughs> ailment she's suffering from that causes her to move <laughs> shit with her brain. 
And she identifies telekinesis eventually. Great. So then we get more cop Sue business. I, I didn't make a lot of notes about it because it was just not pointless. But they, it's, yeah, there's no, there's nothing there. He's hot on the trail. That's that's all you need to know of of something that he never discovers, and it doesn't matter. So you know these uh, these donuts are like they're so good. They're like heroin. Do you ever do heroin, kiddo? <laughs> oh my god, that guy was such a knob. Also, those donuts look like they've been sitting there for like two days. (laughs) Fresh donuts, only as hard as my prostate. (laughs) Wow, thanks. Thanks, Officer Knobs. Knobs. (laughs) Thank, creepy adult man. (laughs) (laughs) With weird eyes that look like he's wearing eyeliner. Um, Where does your chin stop? (laughs) (laughs) And your chest begin. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god oh yeah these are these are my face abs down here <laughs> uh well the girls are planning revenge because they just can't handle it uh in the meantime uh carrie uh they they start taunting her again in class and carrie has a full-on semi-seizure meltdown replete with crossing eyes oh it's so bad and uh, thus starts the eye-crossing thing. But this one was so bad, she essentially blacks out and loses time when she comes to her desk is split, everyone's gone, and her t- her ruler's twisted up. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it looks like she was just like... Her, her one-foot-long ruler is twisted. Her mechanical pencil is slightly bent. Slightly bent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nice work, Yuri Geller. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, Chris, uh, who was so upset, and she told her dad, so he's in the principal's office, he's threatening to sue, and uh, just being an idiot, and then in an actually really cool scene, the principal makes a total ass out of him, which I I really kind of appreciated. I was like, wow, that was... That was actually something I liked that wasn't in the other movie. Um, yeah. The, the, the lawyer dad was useless, but then the guy humiliated him, which was kind of funny because I wasn't expecting it. Uh, it was. It's weird, though, because that's the that's the principal. That's the guy that was really, really shittily. Um, they redid the whole like Cassie Carey scene yeah. and they did it in such a poor <laughs> poor way and so but then now he's like oh yeah sure well see you in court (laughs) and we'll sue your daughter too (laughs) that's right his name is principal dudley (laughs) (laughs) and then there's like he had that little dog sitting next to him the whole time that goes <laughs> oh my god. Okay, yes. Carrie gets upset, brain moves the desk, everything's wonderful. Uh back home she what? Oh, yeah. has a run-in with her mom, telekinetically lashes out at her mom. Uh you know, just more of that fun stuff. Sue convinces Tommy that he should ask Carrie to the prom. Uh in this movie it's much more clear that she's literally doing it out of sympathy. She's kind of slowly starting to realize some magical way that her friends are all a bunch of idiots. I don't know how she didn't notice before, but yeah. it took Carrie for her to recognize this. So she she's gonna, you know, take one for the team and let Tommy ask her out. 
she actually accepts. It's in the library. It's a very uncomfortable and awkward scene. Be, um, kudos to Angela Bettis for making it that way. It's just she's she's really good at that. Um, yeah, he gives her some crap about he so likes edgy. Yeah, yeah, he likes her because she's anti-establishment or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of funny because it was obvious that the, the idea was that he didn't really know what he was saying. He just thought that sounded good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the other girls see this. The popular girls are in the library, which is a miracle. And they see this. And uh, great, whatever. And then more cop stuff where he suspects that, you know, Sue, he's confronting Sue because, you know, he suspects that they conspired, which they did, but he thinks it was bad, whatever. And then um, Carrie tells her mom about prom. A really good idea. And uh, her mom's is not real happy about it. That gets telekinetic. Um, she, uh, uh, back, back at school again, uh, Christine starts faking niceness with Carrie to kind of try to plant some doubt in her that Sue, she shouldn't trust Sue and all this just, you know, just being evil, typical evil person stuff. Uh, Sue, you can't trust her. You need to trust me. I'm your friend. We're just teething you. <laughs> <laughs> like Carrie's a total idiot, you know? Yeah, she's she's you know I I mean I guess she thought I can prey on her because she's so desperate to have a friend or whatever. It didn't work. So uh, yeah, there's that there's that whole like phone showdown scene where like Carrie called some phone number to talk about her powers, and then she's like, you know, we're not supposed to use that phone, and then it turns into like a weird little chummy scene. It's it's real weird. This movie's incompetent. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's terrible. I was just talking to my mom, <laughs> and so. Uh, <laughs> uh, now Carrie is at a drugstore and she's she's trying on lipstick and, and she's not, to be fair, she's not familiar with lipstick so it's perfectly normal for her to rub it all over her face apparently <laughs> and Su- Sue yeah. sees this and r- walks up and helps her you know, hey maybe this color would be better and uh, she wipes the lipstick off of her mouth with a panty liner where did that come from? Yeah. she just, just busts that out of her purse or something? Yeah. She just suddenly had a panty liner in her hand and wiped off the... I guess that was supposed to be funny. She helps her with the lipstick. They have this weird, like, semi-sort of friend moment. Great. Uh, Carrie buys the lipstick. Uh, Her mom uh, is a total bitch to her while she's trying to make her dress. (laughs) Like, just razzing her, being a real pain in the ass. And that's where you get some of those... A mama, where she's doing like her best sissy space. <laughs> like, wait a minute, wait, wait, are you from Texas too? What is going on? Which I think she is actually. <laughs> oh, it just doesn't work in here because she doesn't sound like that the rest of the time. That's just her talking to mama she's voice. She's way more sly and just kind of in the real world when she wants to be than sissy Spacek ever plays Carrie. Um, you know, you know, yeah. I, I mean. Sissy Spacex was going for a whole thing and, and completely embodies it. And Bettis, I think, is doing her best to do what they want her to do, but it's it's she's obviously getting mixed signals. <laughs> yeah, she's good. She's a good actress for sure. Um, she is. So, anyways, now we're back with this idiot. The cop is now uh, interviewing this ginger kid um, about some surveillance photos from a pig farm. <laughs> Some shenanigans at a pig farm with Christine, Bobby, and this guy. And uh, then we see... 
It's so stupid. Like, the cop has to set up stuff. <laughs> and then here's the stuff. At the pig farm, Bobby and Chris uh, and their dipshit friends are um, at this pig farm, and they they sledge murder, sledgehammer murder a pig for its blood. And uh, that's wonderful. And then uh, back home again, because, uh, you know, let's break everything up into 15 mega mini scenes. Um, um, it's like, we need to stretch it out. Mama's harassing Carrie again, who gives her that, you know, the telekinetic kick in the ass right out of the room, door slams. Great. Um, now she's upset. It's prom night. Uh, she's downstairs. She's waiting. She's afraid Tommy's not going to show up. He's running a little late. She's got all the furniture levitating like it's episode of Bewitched or something. And he shows up, he knocks on the door, and all of you hear all the furniture fall. And then, you know, they leave, and uh, it's great. They get there, they get to the prom. Uh, in the meantime, we have another cut away where we see Bobby and Chris finalizing their plans. They're in their car before they go in. Bobby threatens to kill her. If uh, she tells on him and then tries to make it into a joke, whatever. Uh, Carrie's a little nervous. They go inside. Everything's fine. They go in. They make their big entrance. People are kind of shocked to see her, you know, well, totally shocked to see her dressed up. Uh, Miss Desjardins comes over and, uh, (laughs) you know, kind of blows a little sunshine up Carrie's ass and tells her how nice she looks and... How when she gets older, things will be better. And, you know, these are just tough times when, you know, and all that kind of crap. Then Tommy comes over and she pulls him aside and tells him, you know, to be nice and you need to dance with her or else I'm going to suspend you forever. Um, there's a slow song, just magically. The moment the, t- the teacher walks away, the coach, there's a slow song that starts up. So Tommy uh, asks Carrie to dance. She does her typical hesitation then they go out there they dance for her it's amazing she very awkwardly rests her head on his shoulder and uh they dance it's very it's very uncomfortable but whatever and uh (laughs) (laughs) uh, as it turns out you know more cop stuff we discovered that the ballot box for the voting process was stuffed the or, or replaced they just replaced the ballots and loaded the box up with, you know, enough ballots to make sure that Tommy and Carrie uh, won by a landslide. So they win. And uh, they get called up onto the stage. He gets his scepter. And she gets her little mm-hmm. her little crown. And uh, they sit in their stupid king and queen chairs. And then the class president girl comes up and announces it's time for the... Well, she's already there. But she announces that it's time for them to take their big dance... So they, they go out on the floor and have a dance. It's a, basically like a waltz. It's ridiculous. And right away, it's kind of like, this isn't really happening. And she gives him a kiss. And, you know, <laughs> I'm like, no, she's imagining this shit. And of course she is. And what snaps her out of it is a drop of blood that hits her hand back in reality. Oops, there goes gravity. And... Uh, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> There, she looks up, sees the black bucket, and then her, her, the girlfriend of his friends, and they realize, but it's too late. And the the bucket, well, after a nine hour back and forth between Bobby and Christine about pulling the rope, she finally pulls the rope. The black bucket dumps on uh, Carrie, and 
apparently the contents of that bucket was like 300 gallons of, of pig's blood because it just poured yep. and poured and it was, it was insane. Um, it's the, uh, I think they used the same hose as the tampons. <laughs> I like when the yep. bucket first tips and you see the, the blood come down. It's clearly very bad CGI. and and why they're like oh no we cannot get the camera wet nope nope there's no way we could protect the camera so (laughs) so they did that instead so great so she's covered in way too much blood everybody's just like the other movie everybody starts laughing blah 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 all that great stuff eventually the uh, Christine lets go of the rope in this one and then the bucket drops and hits Tommy at least it hit him more solidly on the head than the last one seemed to. Um, yeah, the, it just he was like, oh, my huge hair couldn't protect me from this grazing blow. <laughs> but I mean, apparently it killed him, I guess, because he doesn't get out. Yeah. Um, she she goes full carry, uh, which is really just kind of standing there with her hands straight um, by her side, not really, just really not doing much of anything, just standing there with her eyes open while all hell breaks loose in the, in the gym. And, uh, it was kind of fun seeing some, you know, someone get killed with a backboard and, you know, this and that. It was whatever. It was basically just that scene. Um, but people get out. That was the only difference. Some people get out. Yeah. So, okay. Wonderful. Then uh, <laughs> she yeah. basically looks like she's catatonic from for that whole bit there. Like, it... I guess, and I think in this one she's supposed to be like she she even mentions it later. Like this one's supposed to be like her psychic powers take over, and she's just kind of there doing devastation. Also, while a bunch of like this one, they're like, now what if we had a bunch of like crappy computer animated shit just floating around all the time? Just I know computer animated chairs flying by, like just throw just put anything in there, mattresses. Trees, you know, whatever yeah. you want. Just have it all <laughs> flung around. Um, place goes up in flames. Uh, the teacher gets out. She saves a few people. Uh, Carrie walks outside. The gym collapses. And uh, then she goes on her rampage through the neighborhood. Just wherever she walks, everything is getting destroyed. More really bad CGI. Uh, yeah. Sue finds out what's going on and or sees that something's happening. She hears the sirens, goes out to see... She gets to a gas station, and, and the gas station goes when Carrie comes by. Uh, it's all, all of this happens relatively quickly. Then we cut to Chris and Bobby. Uh, they they want to see what's going on as well, because uh, the ginger guy has run and told them what happened. And uh, Everyone's dead! Yeah, he's like, everyone's dead! And then uh, Bobby goes, uh, or no, she, yeah, that's right, Chris is like, what are we going to do about it? And Bobby goes, let's go look. <laughs> I was like, what? That Okay, that's your plan? So they hop in his rape van and go driving around. And uh, of course they come across her. So he decides that he's going to gun it and just plow over her. So as right before it hits her, she like semi destroys it and then picks it up with her brain. And basically wraps it around a tree. <laughs> it was pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. It was so CGI-ish, but it, it was still kind of cool. Uh, because the cab smashes against the tree and the, the truck wraps around it. And then just kind of slides to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so they're dead. 
Uh, Carrie makes it home. She gets in the bath, fully clothed, shoes on, everything. Her mom comes in. We get this, now I lay me down to sleep, Carrie. And then she tries to drown her, Carrie, and pushes her under the water. Great. Uh, Carrie survives just long enough to CGI enter her mom's chest cavity and crush her heart, which looks like a rotten plum. I don't... It was... Yeah, that was terrible. Uh, crushes yeah. her heart with her It was mind. very similar to that scene in Skinned Deep. Oh, God, it was. <clears throat> it was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> so she's... Okay, so she's floating in the tub. We, You know, she's, she's dead, quote-unquote. Sue shows up and uh, resuscitates Carrie. She brings her back. Wonderful. And then... Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Now, now Miss D, yeah. Desjardins, <laughs> is with the cops, and uh, she suggests that what happened. Now, now hold on here. What if what happened was supernatural? Like, who fucking cares? What, whatever. It's not important. It's just. It, and then he starts questioning. You know, he he's just suspicious. That's you know, where's her body? How come her body never shows up? Whatever. Then we cut. It turns out, of course, that Sue has taken Carrie under her wing, has hidden her away. Um, they visit the family grave site so she can lay flowers on her own grave, or maybe her mom's grave. And then she nice. uh, double dreams. I hate that stuff. She double dreams <laughs> that her mom is next to her and grabs her at the cemetery, and then she wakes up and she's in the car. And then she dreams that uh, Chris is driving and attacks her. And then she wakes up again, and she's actually in Sue's car, who's going to take her as far as Florida, and then she has to get back. And the movie is over, and then we hear the worst song I've ever heard in my life. And that's it. Oh, God, yeah, it's real bad. It was like, yeah, it was like a Christian band version of a Christian band doing covers of 90s band music. Yeah. <laughs> It is it is exactly closing credits music from a canceled CW show. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, really? Yeah. This is your punctuation point that you're going to go with here? Uh, doesn't your, like, doesn't someone in your production team have a kid in the family that's in a band that's better than this? Come on. <laughs> it, 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 imagine, if you will, the closing credits of a TV show called One... One Gilmore's Creek. And there you go. You've you've found your closing music. <laughs> Up Gilmore's Creek. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Yeah, I, I I did not like it. There were little things that I liked, but like visually it has all of the stylings of a uh dramatic reenactment from a Unsolved Mysteries episode. <sighs> Brian Fuller is somebody who you know, he's he's a nerd, yes, but he's a nerd in that, like, he likes these ideas kind of way. You know, I don't... In, in this particular project, I think he, he approached it as, I have these ideas, I have these things that I want to do. It wasn't ever really about aesthetics or style or, you know, any of the hallmarks that basically make the first film so great. Uh, good performances, believable performances, uh, continuity... Uh, you know, any of that shit was just right out the window because he had these ideas. He had these he had these points that he wanted to hit in in the screenplay, and they did. You know, I think yeah. they they probably you know they they except for the ending, which of course you had mentioned, you know, was written 
with the possibility of having this become a series, which was never going to happen. Uh, no. Other than that, I think it was apparently very close to the book, which now I have to read the goddamn book because I don't understand what's the deal with the meteors. And, <laughs> you know, there's some stuff in there that I was just like, wait, there's meteors in here? Why are there meteors? What? Yeah. It's it's not at that point. It's not just telekinesis. At that point, it's full blown like wizardry. Like there there is a Dungeons and Dragons spell where you can cast a meteor shower onto people. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Maybe that's what he just had to get that in there. Like oh yeah no no she's not a girl with telekinesis. She is a level fifteen sorcerer. <laughs> If you're going to open the door to that world there, there's a whole bunch of awesome monsters that you could have put in there instead. And then she summons the gelatinous cube. (laughs) And then a gelatinous cube the size of the gymnasium suddenly fills the entire gymnasium. We found them encased in gelatin. (laughs) 234 people. <laughs> All that was left were their bones, their helmets, and their swords. <laughs> swords, you say? <laughs> yeah, that movie. That movie was a giant turd. It, it really was. I mean, God bless the actors. They they did a great job. They they tried their real hardest. Um, but I mean, it's just it felt like what was the. It, it felt like the scenes were put together because that's what the people that wrote it and were directing it knew that scenes were supposed to be like, yeah. you know, like the, the cop interview scenes and like, this is what it's supposed to be like. I feel like this is about the level of directing quality that I am capable yeah, of, yeah. which is to say, like, I don't know how you actually direct actors and do blocking in order to make a good movie. I don't have those skills. I don't have the knowledge. This is about what I feel like I could produce. Yeah, you you entrust people who are specialists in their field to do stuff and maybe give them more leeway than you should because you don't know the difference. It's like, I need CGI, I think, for this scene because we're not going to be able to afford to, you know, have real fires in a gymnasium somewhere and... You know, that's a whole different thing. So let's just do CGI. So just, I don't know anything about CGI. So just, just whatever you think would work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, could we just get like a, a screensaver of furniture flying around and then apply that over footage of <laughs> Carrie just kind of walking around? It makes you wonder if like in, in Rage, Carrie too, if she, uh, she is running like a moving company. <laughs> <laughs> she just stands outside your house and just watches all the furniture fly into the truck. <laughs> I'm a moron. Nice. That's not a good idea. That, hey, I, I mean, that could be because, uh, you know, like all of all of the shows like that have to have like a, a opposite set. So like on the Ghost Whisperer, she operates an antique store. <laughs> Maybe for the Carrie TV series, they two girls moving company. <laughs> I mean, some of his ideas were that stupid. If you read, like, some of the ideas he had for the series, well, maybe, maybe she'll transfer her powers over to Sue, and then Sue can start this, or she can use her powers for good, or maybe we'll do... It's like, oh, God, dude, just stop. That's not that... All those ideas are terrible. (sighs) Yeah. 
Yeah, it sounds like the plan was that it was going to end up kind of being like the X-Files or Supernatural, where they would be in a car and they would go place to place solving magic girl mysteries, and that's but just not in a good way. That's way too much of that type of Angela Bettis. She'd have to nail something a little a little less idiosyncratic down, because that would be just too much. Oh, her eyes would never be the same. Because <laughs> they'd be like, oh, here, she's going to do it, she's going to do it. Her, her, her big signature eye-crossing moment every episode. It's like her, did I do that, is going to be her that. Honestly, of, of all, the, all the sins that this film has committed, that was the greatest. To make, to, yeah. to who suggested that Angela Bettis, whenever she's freaking out, should cross her eyes in like the, the most comical... It just looked terrible. It looked so dumb. It took any... Yeah. There was no weight to the film to begin with, but any possibility that those scenes might be kind of scary or intense or just immediately reduced to comedy because her eyes are crossed. You, you, yeah, you're not, you're not scaring anybody by going... That's <laughs> just like, oh. that's what you choose... She has a seizure and her eyes cross. <laughs> oh god. The uh the full extent of my notes on that was Angela Bettis. Great job. Why crossed eyes though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She really did give it her all. Uh, I have to say it was it was a little bit more of a relief the, the that part of uh, her portrayal of Carrie where when she actually interacted with somebody, she interacted more like a real person. I liked some of that where, you know, someone would say, well, you know, I think this is going to be good for you or whatever. And she'd say, why are you doing this? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. know you don't like me. That, that, I thought that was really cool the way they did that because it just it was totally different from the other Carrie and it actually kind of worked. Because it made sense yeah. that she yeah. would ask that, you know. Yeah, yeah, they did some things in here where there were like purposeful separations from the original that that really, really worked. And there were also some things in here where they really, really hammered on the fact that this is the same as the original, and it was real shitty. There were multiple times where they just used the exact same line from the original, like word for word. And I paid attention. They even like cut out all of the background noise so it could really land, and it was always awkward yeah that was a real fail and for a project that he yeah. insisted was supposed to be more of a you know faithful adaptation of the book with its own elements to set it apart from the from the movie if you're going to do that maybe put some easter eggs in there but not blatantly just ripping off entire sections of the movie and doing it way worse like you're not adding so worse. you're adding nothing to this at all yeah yeah yeah, this this one is this movie is not contributing to the carry verse. It is it is detrimental. It's a shame. Um, it's a shame. I'm glad it didn't ruin yeah. uh, Bettis's career because she's great. Yeah, yeah, she has a yeah, yeah. It's I I I want to say like based on the timing of when they started casting and filming for this and and when things came out, I want to say they went to like I forget which film festival it was that May premiered mm -hmm. at, but I want to say they were there and they're like she should be our Carrie because it was just like within months of it premiering at a film festival that she got cast in this role. Hopefully she got paid well. I I mean it doesn't sound like they had a lot of money to play with, but whatever. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, she it didn't look it either. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look like they spent a ton. 
So, yeah. whatever. <sighs> I did want to call out, uh, so, so the flashback to whenever it's little Carrie and, and, and Margaret White calls the neighbor girl, whore girl, <laughs> the, the neighbor girl's mom says, now, Margaret, I asked you not to call my daughter that. <laughs> <laughs> which means it's recurring it wasn't it wasn't like a slight in the moment it was just that's how she refers to the neighbor is the whore girl <laughs> i didn't even i forgot about that oh my god i didn't even think about it that's fucking yeah. genius <laughs> it was one of the best moments in the whole movie yes whore girl <laughs> that was great that was that was good stuff Whew. Also, what's the deal with the in Billy in this movie is a complete fucking lunatic that is obsessed with crime and the police and like he like it it feels like he thinks he's like a hardened criminal and like yeah but you're gonna have to make sure not to mention anything don't say my name or we're gonna pay for all these crimes and then there's also this section where he. Like, they've got the pig blood, and he's like, pig blood for a pig. And then Chris is like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's terrible. I don't know why, for some reason, he he had to be an over-the-top psychopath, except he looks like he had naturally crossing eyes. He was not a very... He was not a believable-looking actor. He, He was... Yeah, no. A lot of the the male actors in this movie are just very bland and unnoticeable. Yeah, like Tommy. You know, you go from William Cat, who has a very specific look, to this guy who just looks like some chode in a white tuxedo top or whatever. Like he just he just looked like some boring guy in a tuxedo, basically. The I mean, you know, we did have David Keith, who was you know stand out, but God, his scenes were useless. Not his fault, but. So fucking useless. He was fine in it. Yeah, he didn't. His performance wasn't bad. It just, it just was useless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I uh, ultimately, I, you know, I, the reason I would give it any stars uh, would all have to go to Angela Bettis. And yeah, uh, but but you know that's not enough for me to. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't even recommend seeing this unless you're just in a goofball like us or you're an absolutist or a family member of somebody in the movie or whatever. But otherwise there's no reason to watch this movie. There really isn't. Uh, if you want to learn how to make a bad TV production, maybe that would be a good one to watch. But, uh, I gave it a 1.4. Oh, dang. Yeah. I yeah. just couldn't, I was gonna, I wanted to give it a two. I was like, I'm going to give it a two strictly on Angela Bettis, even though I don't think of it. And I was like, man, I'm not doing that. Screw that. That movie does not deserve a two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I completely agree. I gave it a, a 1.5. It's it's in that right between uh, minimal, like, uh, like a two is like completely watchable and a one is not watchable. It's right in between there. Yeah. You can watch it. But you don't need to watch it. What was our what was our final rating for? Oh God, what the hell was the name of it? It just slipped right out of my brain. I had it too. Oh God, uh, the, the the one that we liked the least, the other love intersect. Intersect. Thank you. Jesus. Oh God, I don't remember. It was it was probably like a one total or something yeah. like that. I, I hope know. we gave it a lower lower score than we just gave this. What a two point two point nine. Yeah. Out of 10. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah, cause th- th- I will say this: this movie is better than Intersect, and it's also <laughs> yeah. I've got to say I I don't know. It could be like if I had watched this movie having not just watched Carrie, maybe it's yeah. a slightly better movie because at least I'm watching yeah. an interesting story that I don't know by heart. But and it's I mean, t- it's TV. You expect TV, you know. But the that I know I totally agree with that because I thought the same thing. But then I was like, wait a minute, like. This is my childhood brain saying that stuff that's made for TV is never as good as stuff in the movies. Those days are long gone, you know. Oh yeah. Like, there's great shit that that is that only works on television that is as good as anything in any movie you've ever seen. You know, it's not. It's that's not the problem with this. The problem with this is that it's a bucket of shit. Yeah, it's a bucket <laughs> of bloody pig shit. <laughs> it's just not a good movie. Yeah. It's a shame. Uh, yeah. I yeah. wanted to like it. I did too. I, I, I love Angela Bettis so much. And I, I wanted this to be like a hidden gem that people have forgotten. And I could be like, people should really be talking about it more. But it's it's just not. It's a movie that people should be forgetting about more. You know, the more the more we do these. And when you, you invest time in watching the movie, sure. And, and actually thinking about it critically. But then you, you know, record yourself for anyone to hear talking about a movie. If you don't like it, you're, you know, you're going to talk shit about it. And of course, we're going to try to do it in a way that's fun and entertaining. Um, but then there's a part of you that kind of feels bad because, you know, a lot of people made this movie. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they tried. They definitely put some work and some effort into it. And then, you know, here's these two morons that are just like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. Period. But I mean, it's all—it's all subjective anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, all of these elves should be white. I hate this. <laughs> I will say, if you want if if you want a good laugh, this is this is this happens every time. Apparently, I read some of the Google reviews of this movie, and it, apparently, they were all written by children because every single yeah. one of them was just like that one I mentioned the other day, where it was like. This is the single greatest film I have ever seen in my entire life. And I'm like, this person sounds like they're about 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have seen eight films. <laughs> One person came right out and said they were 10 years old. And they were like, I am 10 years old, and this is my favorite film. <laughs> all, I, all I got out of that review was, wow, you, you write rather well. <laughs> yeah. This is... Infinitely better than The Land Before Time 8 or Aladdin 3. <laughs> oh, it was great. So, of course, I had to put my smart-ass review in there. Yeah! <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, John, uh, on, on the topic of ass, uh, who would you say is the motherfucking asshole of this film? Bobby. Yeah, Billy, Bobby, you mean, Bobby. right? Billy. I say Bobby. Who the fuck is Bobby? I think I, I don't noted know. in my notes. I <laughs> called him fine. Bobby throughout the whole thing, didn't I? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. It's okay. I got the names wrong on, on mine last episode, too. I just kept calling uh, Chris Sue. <laughs> <laughs> Billy is, is who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think Billy's the motherfucking asshole because he's he's a legitimate psychopath. Yeah. He, he wasn't, you know, like the mom... You felt bad for her. She was an asshole, but, you know, she seemed like a, a person that was trying and, and, and in life and just got so screwed around that she got bent so far she could never bend herself back. But this guy, Jesus. <laughs> he 
there's no redeeming quality to this guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't he, know. He's, it, it seems like he's been like listening to Insane Clown Posse and thinks that he's a hardened criminal, but <laughs> he's not. Half the movie, he's playing with magnets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they they rig up the bucket of blood but it's way lazier than the original it's just like all right now we put a rope on it and it's up there and i don't know <laughs> and it's not blood it's fago soda <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so who who is your motherfucking asshole of this movie oh man honestly miss desjardine is a psychopath in this movie she is, she is. is going to murder children if they let her keep her job <laughs> she she pretty much outdid Betty Buckley, didn't she? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, she is she is a shining horrific bright moment. She's the most horror movie element of this movie is just her being abusive to children, taking it way too personally, getting like she is horny for Carrie. It is weird and and just Oh, unpleasant. Like, that lady does not need to be in the American education system. There's a movie. Desjardins. Yeah. <laughs> yes! She's like an avenging angel, except she, that's what she thinks of herself, but she's just a raging psychopath. Uh, in, the, in the TV series, it's gonna be, it's gonna be Sue and Carrie, and they're, they're, will not stop driving because they know if they stop, Miss Desjardins will catch up with them. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, my god. Total motherfucking asshole. Alright, so that is a 2.9 out of 10 loathsome things. Not great. You don't need to watch this movie unless you were a Carrie completist or a Angela Bettis completist. Uh, or if you just want to see Candace McClure, who plays Sue Snell. She is Duwala in Battlestar Galactica. So there's a lot of nerd connection here. Mm -hmm. You can watch it for mm -hmm. that. But if you're just trying to find a good movie to watch, this this is not the one for you. No, no, it's not. Yeah, exactly. If you're just, yeah, if you have some kind of skin in the game to watch this, then sure. But it, otherwise, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, just go watch Skin Game instead. <laughs> yeah, watch Skin Game. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't, is that a movie? I don't know. Uh, it could be. It could be. All right, uh, and you can reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at LoathsomePod, Facebook at LoathsomePodcast. You can email us at LoathsomeThings at gmail.com. In all of these places, we will take recommendations. We will talk about stuff uh on the on the uh facebook we mostly do nothing on the instagram i'm not sure john you're running instagram what's going on on our instagram not a lot i just i just post something for you know each episode and that's about it people don't interact on instagram unless you already have a million followers yeah so you can't get a million followers unless you have a million followers so Nice. Whatever, you know, if I post something that has boobs in it, then it usually gets more likes. That's that's about it on Instagram. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty much the story of Instagram. In yeah, a nutshell. Yeah. You, you can find much more interesting boob shots if that's what you're after by searching for them yourself. Yes. <laughs> Vastly more interesting. The Twitter's probably the, the we're we're both pretty active on on Twitter. We're not huge Twitter users, but as far as like we interact through that page. You know, kind of, if we're interacting with people, it's through there probably for the show. Yep, absolutely. I've been I've been microblogging about Hellraiser over there. 
John, you have been full-size blogging. Jesus Christ. Huge blogs over on uh, on your, what is it? Your Substack, is it called? Everything and Nothing, uh, Blind Butcher at Substack.com. Uh, yeah, I took on the whole Hellraiser series in preparation for the upcoming David Bruckner uh, version, which the trailer looks phenomenal. It and, really uh, fucking does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've moved on to other franchises now, so I just started uh, The Tomb of the Blind Dead, the Spanish zombie movies from the early 70s. Fuck and, yes! Uh, I just did the first one and Oh my god, it is so fucking good. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna have to watch that. I don't even know about that. It's free. It's on it's on the YouTubes. It's free. Hey, nice. Yeah. Little yeah, little there's... free free plugaroo for Google in Not case out. any people that listen to us didn't know about YouTube. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, speak, since I th- put that that name out there, I might as well throw them some more here. Uh the movie we just watched and talked about, Carrie, is is there as well, the, this version. Yeah, so, very anyways, nice. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, get in touch when we, you know, we we'll talk about all kinds of silly nonsense with you guys. We don't give a shit. Yeah, we will reply exactly one time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. As long as you say something we're interested in, we're right there. Yeah, I will tell you you're wrong, and then I won't. You know, but I'll like what you say. Yeah. Then I'll block you. It's no big yeah, deal. It's good. Keep following. <laughs> All right, John, anything to say to the nice people? I'm sorry you all have to die.